live and recording. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inner Sanctum. So great to be with you all again. And our very special guest teacher this weekend is Vivian Shorvet. Hello, Vivian. Welcome again. Yeah, oh, thank you, Karen. Such a joy to be to be back and connecting with you and your amazing community. Oh, it's so beautiful to have you. As I said, Lisha. Um, said that she wanted to speak with you because I always ask my group, you know, of the people that I've had on the show over the years, who do you want to meet and greet in the Inner Sanctum? And Lisha said, Vivian. I'm like, oh, what a great idea because <laughs> we thank haven't you, spoken you. to you. It's been a couple of years since you've been on the show. So we've explored your story on ATP, on Accentuate the Positive Media, in quite some depth, but I'd love to go over it again today. Let me just tell people a little bit about you. So Vivian Chauvet is originally from Canada and now in Arizona. She's an Arcturian holographic matrix master healer representing the advanced and enlightened Arcturian star civilization. Vivian's emanation came to the planet as a biological Arcturian hybrid. She is in constant telepathic communication with her team of light and serves as, as an ambassador between higher spheres of reality and the Earth's plane. Her galactic family are conduits of light consciousness who create profound paradigm shifts at a planetary and collective level to move from fragmented energies of duality to oneness. Part of their mission is to help human beings re-establish their true heart-centered power, thus integrating soul fragments and accessing higher mental faculties. Woohoo! <laughs> Her inspirational hybrid life story has touched the hearts and souls of thousands of people throughout the world. And on your website, it says, our mission, intergalactic intelligent, perceives human beings as essence of light expressed as sentient physical life forms. We are here to awaken you to your true self and origins. Wow. So amazing. So wonderful to have you on the planet, not as, as well as in the inner sanctum. Is that puss that came to join us today? Is that your cat? Yes, that's my, uh, that's my Lyran tigress. And she loves everything that we do. She's she always with me. You will see that. She's the famous tail. You can see her famous tail. You know. Who did we but have? She's, she's Lyran. Who did we have on last time? I can't remember, but I asked this question. I'm going to ask it of you again because so many people say that their animals are, they look, look at <laughs> their animals are from, you know, their soul or consciousness is, is a, quite an evolved soul that's in an animal form that's here to um, be with people like you, star seeds that are here specifically on a mission as, as companions. Is that what you experience with your cat? Yes, let's start here since she introduced herself. So um, she's very much of a lion uh, soul. And I'll tell you how I know about this. She originally was found by a friend of mine uh, in the parking lot in the middle of summer in Arizona. She was like a little tiny bit ball of light, just eight weeks old. And so the first thing that my friend did is call me, says, oh, I got a kitten on my hand. What do I do? And I said, bring her over. I knew it was a her because I already feel her. So I said, bring her over and then we'll go from there. So she came to my house and then this little eight weeks ball of love and, and energy in life was 2.2 pounds at a time. Look at me in the eyes 
and start telepathically telling me, yep, I look around and I decided that you're going to be the one taking care of me. I said, oh, okay. And then she, she followed me in the kitchen and she pointed like, look at me and she looked at the pantry. She goes like, the food is there and then you're going to feed me now. And she starts screaming at me. And so I fed her and that was the beginning of our life together. Now, literally. So one of the things that she's here to experience at a soul level that was revealed to me is that she wants to experience the life of a cat. Like, what does it feel like to be in that, that form, that physical form? But she wanted to make sure that she chose me as a guardian, a take, caretaker, as she's also helping me with my energy because she knew that I will love her so much and take care of her that she will be able to allow herself at a soul level to experience what she's come to do. And so much later on in life, um, her body become in, dis in dis distress. And in spite of all my effort, um, there was something more that needs to be done. So I rushed her to an emergency clinic and I was not able to go inside the clinic with her. And I can feel her distress. She was at a soul level in distress, physically in distress. So I sent a call, I sent a thought form to the Lyrans. I said, any assistance is not for me. This is for my girl and please come. And I, I, I sent a distress call. Well, they knew how they came. They physically came. I saw a Lyran in the parking lot of the clinic that night, a feminine Lyran. And the Lyran said to me, we're here on in response to your distress call. And I said, yes, please. My Lyran cat is inside the clinic and they wanted me in. So they said, it's okay, we'll take care of that. And they sure enough took care of it and they were able to treat her. And the moment the Lyran left, uh, they brought my girl out of the clinic in her carrier. And she was just like pouncing in the carrier, like get me, get me back to my mom, get me back to home and I wanna be with you. So they brought me the carrier and they said, here, take her home. I said, yes, this is what I'm here for. And I brought my girl. And I thank the Lyran and they explained to me her origin as a Lyran and then what she's come to experience at the soul level. And she knew that as an Octorian, that we would be uh, together on our path. And she chose me. She already knew that she was going to be with me. This is why she refused to get help or she didn't want to do anything with anybody else but me. And she's with everything I do, all the healing work that I do, all I interview. I talk to community when I do online events she's always around me and I can feel the alignment too so in a nutshell that's my connection to introduction to my tigress girl <laughs> oh that's so beautiful thank you for sharing that story I, I think that many of us can relate with our animal friends that we've known them for many years in maybe not in this earth but um, from another dimension and you know as I understand it I think that souls who come to experience the polarity of the earth dimension often start off as animals it's an easier life they don't have so much emotional turmoil to deal with like humans do they don't have as many negative thought forms or stressful thought forms like humans do and um, and then people like you Vivian who come with a mission they come to keep keep us you know keep as a companion our fur babies our fur friends yeah, absolutely. They're just as important. And, and so I'm really, really happy that we're starting already talking with souls who come from other places and they come, come into, a, whether it's a birth, an animal, a cat, a dog, 
the thing is, one of the things that the Octurne are really teaching us a lot is reverence for all life. Are we returning to the reverence of living in harmony with all life? This is very important, especially on this earth, where there's so much diversity of life expressed in different form and conscious life, including the earth herself. She's a celestial sentient being just in the form of the planet. So many, many of us will relate to that where our companions, uh, animals, and even in nature animals, they have such a consciousness. We know that dogs, cats, birds. I mean, you look the story with my own tigress and it's important to reopen our heart center where we are really honoring life at that level. And they come here to experience, to help, to assist a different level. Lyrans, we know they have reached already the 12 dimension reality. What they do is just send out a soul splinter, a soul fractal of themselves. But when they come, and I know that others have also have similar Lyran connection, when you come and you are in this, when you share the same so-called physical space and time as one of the galactic being like a Lyran, uh, it changes you. You can tell that you have to be very much in resonance with that presence because that night when the Lyran came, this, the female Lyran, and she just gently turned and start communicating with me very clearly. It was clear telepathic communication, like sharp. Um, I had to go into my my Octurian self, that really blending into my intergalactic. Then my Octurian father came and they said, they came for you to, to respond to your call. So just attune your internal gateways, attune yourself to their frequency. You have the capacity within you. They were coaching me. So I have to attune myself to be in the same spatial time and space as this Lyran being where I could see physically the same way as I'm looking at you on the screen right now. And really it changes the vibration around, everything shifted. But we were the only one aware of this encounter because it was meant in response to what I sent out. And there were other people in the parking lot and everybody, it's almost like everybody else was on a time loop, a dimensional time loop. Does that make sense? I'm sure many yeah. of us have experienced Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. What you're what you're saying is um, is is really what a lot of people talk about when um, they say, "Why don't the you know ETs show themselves to humanity?" And yet they could be all around us, but they vibrate at such a different frequency that our the cones and rods in our eyes just can't perceive that speed. It's like I've spoken about this many times. When you, you know, when a fan, you can see the the the, the blades of a fan when it's still or when it's slow, but when it goes so fast, it becomes invisible. So to you, you could perceive the Lyran as a physical entity in front of you, but people in the car parking lot couldn't they could probably feel the energy but they couldn't see see the being is that right that's that's a powerful point you're making karen because of course we all sentient so the other people that night i'm just talking about that experience people that night who were there were just simply in a different space consciously they were not in resonance at the same level even vibrationally to be able to perceive that there was an actual extraterrestrial <laughs> extraterrestrial being in the parking lot with us. Of course, the higher part of themselves must have picked and felt the presence, feel the shift. And some people were like either responding in different ways. 
But the thing is that that sacred space was very quick and at the same time, non-linear. It was no longer a three-dimensional experience. We were completely, um, we were completely in a dimensional perspective. So the way I perceived the lion is the way the lion wanted me to perceive her and vice versa. So that's one thing I understood is that they have the ability to readjust how they, they come to you. Um, like for example, with Arcturians, with my, I'm, my core group, they have the ability to shape, shape, change their form if that's more um, in resonance with you. So I'll give you an example of this. My co-host from my podcast, The Infinite Star Connections, my co-host Jeff, who is also amazing and a good friend of mine, he kept telling you, your octurian father looks like Poseidon. And I'm like, uh, no, he doesn't. He goes like, I'm telling you, he looks just like Poseidon. And I said, okay, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. What is this about this image with you and Poseidon? Turned out to be that my friend Jeff asked my father, I want you to look like the Poseidon when you talk to me. So my trained father says, of course, I will project that form for you because this is what you're familiar with. This is how you energetically perceive me as. But they have nothing to do with that legendary uh, you know, character. But that's an example of this where, where you know, they can be perceived. So that day, the lion, that female lion came to me, she showed herself, herself the way that she is because she knew who I was. She knew I was able to hold the space and being able to perceive her. Um, there's a good question. Is that why we see orbs, Lithia? Well, that's another way. Orbs can be consciousness projected. It can be a light presence, light shift. So when you, whenever you are in resonance in the same field as of the being, whether it's an orb, a, a, a portal, uh, an ET being, an angelic being, your guide, where you are reattuning your sense, you're no longer just utilizing your physical senses, you're moving beyond that space. So when you see an orb that will be physically appearing to you, and I know many people have taken pictures of orbs, they are real, 100%, that at that point of time, you have to see that there's an imprint. If you take a picture and you see them on your picture, that that imprint is because they have allowed a dimensional imprint to take place so your device can capture it or your physical eyes can capture it. So I always says this is seeing beyond the senses. You're seeing with your being, you're seeing with your third eye, you're seeing, you know, you're perceiving what those orbs are. I see orbs all the time myself. When I'm in session, I, when I do consultation, I will look around like this. I say, oh, yeah, they agree with me. Oh, they want to tell you this. I see a silver orbs. I saw a blue orb. I just saw a flash of light or a portal just open up. That's because I am in a different space. I open this one. We call the holographic space to allow this kind of exchange or communication to take place, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Makes total sense. So when the Lyran appeared to you, what, what, did you perceive what did that being look like to you ah yes of course thank you for asking so that changed my perspective my perspective of them the way she it's a feminine energy the way this beautiful lion chose to appear herself is very humanoid 
meaning head, neck, you know, all of this, very humanoid, for more of a very advanced feline humanoid being. I can see like a little, kind of a little pointed here, that makes sense, not, not elvish by any sense, or more, more like feline energy, very refined trait. Like her face was a little bit narrower than mine, but very refined, you can tell that, beautiful. And because she was in her light body, her skin appeared as pure white light. She was in her light body, obviously. So what I saw is that beautiful, pure white light being with, you can tell a very advanced intelligence, feline human looking being. And she immediately introduced herself as a lion. She said, we're from the lion, um, the lion council and we're here in response to your distress call. It was like very on top. She was there for a purpose. She was there for a portion of time, a very like a speck in time. I'm here to answer your call. Mm -hmm. We're doing the work. We're gone. It was like very methodology. Yeah. Almost as if she's uh, projected a holographic image of herself that your physical eyes could perceive, uh, mm -hmm. which is kind of where we're all going, right? We can all do that one day soon, one day soon. <laughs> One day, maybe not in my lifetime. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we're attuning ourselves. This is part of what we see the humanity evolving into a new cosmic human design. You are tuning yourself to recognize first and foremost yourself as divine essence of light. You are an eternal soul having a human experience. You carry within you even the quantum field of your DNA. You carry so much information. You carry so much real knowledge, true knowledge. And that's different from being bombarded by so much information that comes from the global consciousness or the false matrix here or the mental matrix. So I can see that human beings are starting to identify themselves and recognize themselves at a much higher level. So my higher self-esteem, your gifts are opening. You recognize your own experiences. Many, many people and many of you watching right now are part of this community have had your own experiences and they are valid 100%. And no matter, it doesn't matter if we, but what else, who says that it's true or not, this is part of your reality. This is part of your experiences. And the more you attune yourself and recognize yourself as a divine being, and I am only an aspect, a sole aspect of myself is here in human form, you're starting to open up different dimensional aspects of how you're perceiving reality. So there's a good question. Uh, are you being tested? No, you're simply, we're simply evolving alongside with humanity and allowing that interconnections, communications, partnership to take place whatever level of consciousness you're in. I'll give you an example, if I may, give you an example of this. I think it's gonna to talk to a lot of people. Last week I was working with this beautiful lady. I think she was from Hawaii and want to work with us. And she says to me, you know, Vivian, I don't really resonate with all this ET stuff or ET beings. I'm like, okay, well, you said, you know who you're working with right now? She goes, yes, I still feel drawn to work with you, even though I feel I don't resonate with, with this. In her heart, she felt more at home on this earth 
And I said, that makes sense because I can see at a soul level that you're part of the earth original blueprint planters. You come of the original ones, the originators, as we call them. So earth is very much in roots with you. This is part of your origins. I said, but remember this though, no matter how you feel on the human level that you resonate or not, you are still part of a last very vast network of intergalactic network and the earth alongside humanity are stepping back into taking their rightful place in this very vast community this intergalactic community and i say as such whether you identify yourself as a star seed a hybrid and elementals or an original earth soul energy you're still part of this community and that response shifted the energy around to the point that we were able to achieve much more as working together in that sense. It really shifts something very important. So we know that we are moving out of the fear-based matrix energy that we've been stuck here uh, on this 3D. And moving out of fear, allowing you to welcome more light. Remember that light and fear cannot coexist in the same space. So when you feel fear, uncertainty, anxiety, and stress, you're, you're retracting your field. You're retracting into your primal chakras. Then what I would recommend is take a deep breath, ground yourself, just take a deep breath and invite more light. It's like turning on the light. Turn the light on within you and let the light spread from inside out and watch what happens. And I'll tell you what will happen is that it will naturally start to dissipate those contractive energies of fear into a higher state because you're moving into fear back into your light. And then from there, you can reassess a situation, a decision, uh, an action, a thought. You can re-decide at that point and being able to re reset yourself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. When you're vibing a different frequency, you have access to different intelligence, right? When you're in the fear yes. frequency, you only have access to your subconscious limiting program. But if mm -hmm. you shift your vibration, then you gain more access to higher consciousness. And so you can make different decisions and yeah, in the moment. Yeah, absolutely, Vivian. You know, um, there's a couple of questions here. Angela says that her cats are from Lyra. Lyra a lot of people say their cats uh, have that Lyra and energy. Um, you know, we as humans are so attached to perceiving this world through our physical senses. And um, I kind of would love us to be more have more access to those sort of psychic senses that 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 what you perceive psychically is just as much as real in this in a reality as what we perceive physically right i mean everyone says you yeah. know i want to see it with my outside eyes my physical eyes do you think that as our dna shifts our physical apparatus like the eyes will be able to perceive more subtle energy uh, like spirit and you know higher frequency beings do you think that that will happen as we as we raise our consciousness oh absolutely most definitely that that's really much in resonance uh with with the dna evolution the more we activate and have access 
work consciously into a higher structure of our DNA and it was designed to be. And we know that the Pleiadians have been part, play a big role in this, uh, having more a multidimensional strength. So helping really accelerating the human consciousness evolution. Absolutely. I mean, look at the, the, the children. You can see those children on this in this community, which they are absolutely amazing. Star children. With, and, and I say that from all generation, whether it's the very youngest one, the, the newer generation, or my generation, or the generation before me, is that we all came to the planet with a different generational timeline. And so we have the pioneer who came to really hold the space, clear the pathway, and then the other generation can come, implement the next level, and so forth. Now, together, what I can see on this call, I see the gathering of many star seed or the children of the light into different generations. And I say the word children, that's just because you are like seven or eight, you can be 77 years old and it still applies to you. This is why it's more into a more open space that I can see many generational uh, aspect of star seed, soul, very much ancient soul, ancient ones coming back to the planet. And now we I noticed that we're coming together more so the DNA is definitely a part of the evolution. It's very much the next level that we're moving into. But first, we need to recognize ourselves to says, okay, the moment I said yes to who I am, it opened, it opened so many more doors. So you have to say yes to yourself. Yes to who you are. Yes to your senses. Yes, I see orbs. Yes, my cat may be the boss of my house or a Syrian and a lion. And that's perfectly fine. <laughs> It's still <laughs> I part know, of your reality. I mean, I just saw this. Yeah, I know, I Lisha know. says, yeah. but she's definitely the boss. Hilarious, Lisha. <laughs> no, and, and I relate to that. We have three of them. Two are Syrians and one is Lyran. Imagine if it's out. You know. <laughs> cat dominated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my cat dominates his household too. Um, what was the question? There's a couple of people on YouTube saying, howdy, folks. Greetings, Vivian, and everybody from Daniela and Larry. And um, has, has anyone, we haven't gone into uh, Vivian's story at all, but this conversation <laughs> has just taken off. It's so great. Has any of you got, have, has anyone got a question that they want to pose to Vivian at this point? Just pop we'll up your hand in. or there's actually a question here um, from Daniela. How about my native ascension? I don't hear much about the native ones. I don't know what you mean by that. That's a question from YouTube. Question, how about my native ascension? I don't hear much about that. What do you mean by native? I wonder if she's part of the indigenous culture or, or you know, do, tribes do you that may be. You mean That's why intuitively I'm getting to the indigenous. Um, and we honor them, of course. I mean, look at the indigenous and the ancient tribes around the globe. I mean, right there in Australia with Uluru. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, here in the United States, we have the indigenous people, different nations, uh, from the Sioux Nation to the Hopi, to Navarro, um, Lakota. I mean, in Canada, it's the same thing. In Canada, we identify the indigenous as the first nations. Uh, through my human mom, I do have a lineage of Algonquin, uh, direct blood related Algonquin, a tribe, tribal energies, and, a, and from our, my great grandmother. 
I am the fifth generation of Algonquin from her side, of course, from the human side. Well, I feel that if that's the duration and the, the question is, of course, she's welcome to clarify this. We welcome them. It's just, we look at indigenous tribe and the elders, it's part of the tradition. Their yeah. ascension would be perceived maybe Ascension may be perceived differently. Nonetheless, we're reaching the same goal. That's yeah. where we're heading to. Yes. Um, she's clarified so, here. She says, yes. Okay. Uh, she's talking about the Indigenous nations. And she said, yes, I'm from Quebec, the Inu First Nation. Yeah. Yeah. So there I guess go. it is true. We, when we talk about Ascension, we usually talk about, <laughs> I call us fleshy white people, but we don't normally talk about the uh, Ascension of the Indigenous nation. But human is human, right? Whether you're Indigenous white black green you know it's, it's it, we're all ascending right exactly and of course we respect the wisdom the cultural aspect that they bring the tradition whether it's through um you know different cult different background to the elders i'll give you an example of this i was um offered the opportunity two or three times actually to witness the uh, Kachina dance uh, directly on the Hopi reservation. And this is here in Arizona, the Hopi. You have to move through Navarro and then you move into the Hopi reservation. And right on the first mesa, right in the core of the village, I was, we were there watching the Kachinas. For those who may be unfamiliar what it is, the Kachinas is a sacred dance in honor of the star people of and the dancers have very represent in their own ways, different nations, different star nations have been interacting with their ancestors and our elders for generations. And to watch the Kachina, how everything, the coordination, the sacredness behind it, that may be part of their ascension. They're recognizing that they're part of the stars and it's always been something very part of the tradition way of living now what was ironic is to watch the fate the the reaction of the hopi people looking at me and sometimes the dancer will come and they stop look at me going oh and then they continue like yes you do have an etb looking at your kachina dance but we honor you right they could feel it vibrationally i can you know i've been told many times oh i can see it in your face i can feel it and i can see that the way you walk or the way you, you move, that's there's something different here. And after the second time that I was there for the Kachina dance, we were invited to go talk to one of the elder, uh, elder grandfather Martin, who now is passed on to the realm of light. Well, when grandmother Martin, when he sat with our group and I was part of it, you can tell that the way he talked with each and every one of us was very unique to the way he was able to connect with each person of the group and recognize at the soul level who that person was. So when he came to me, he just looked, he went, hmm? and I said, hmm? and that was it. We understood each other. It was like a transmission of energy. There was yeah. no need to have communication. Yeah. He knew at that point. So that was really, I was feeling very privileged to be a part of that, that tradition of the Hopi uh, yeah. tribe. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, I love that. Uh, you know, 
I'm just looking at the questions. It doesn't matter who I've um, spoken with over the years, and it's been many years of uh, speaking with what I call the New World Teachers. We all have, regardless of where we come from or how we come in, we all have the human journey that we have to work with. Like we've, we've got to work with the, the, the density that is happening. Like I had um, a walk-in, what's his name, William Minville on the show, who was, uh, you know, a higher consciousness being that walked into a very sick, obese body. And he didn't have full memory when the consciousness walked in. Like he still had that human identity that he had to navigate and then heal all the, the density and the distortion and the disease in the body. Do you want to speak about that um, and maybe share a bit of your story, how, how you came to earth, how you came in as a hybrid and what your mission is here. Yeah, absolutely, Karen, with, with pleasure, actually. Um, I had a joy of walk, working energetically with people who are walk-ins. And like you mentioned, it could be a very high consciousness, a very high dimensional being come. And it's always usually um, there's soul agreement that is done prior to the um, interchange. So when the change comes and the original soul leaves and then the other consciousness come in, they do, you're right, they do have to adapt to the mobility, the, the body consciousness, being able to function in this, you know, body template. Body template that also abide by the gravitational pull of the planet in a, on a third dimensional plane of reality where duality and polarity exist or coexist. And being able to adapt even on the emotional aspect. I'll tell you one thing that I'm always amazed with is the human emotional faculties. I mean, human being as a civilization carries such power just in the emotional field. Oh my goodness, the emotion, being able to feel, to relate, to connect, to love, to all of this, and also create your emotional field to exhaust yourself. Because emotion can also exhaust your energy, especially if the mental mind gets on top of it. So the level of opportunity to step into self-mastery is immense. Imagining being able to bridge higher mental faculties with your emotional capacity. So, I mean, there's no stopping, I mean, what you can create collectively. Just a group of 1,000 light workers can just shift and change the face of the direction where things are going. So this is why we're very keen on constantly repealing that get to know who you are, understand that there's more to you, understand your own power that you have within you beyond your story or your upbringing or family background, cultural background, tradition that you've been exposed to patterns that you've been ingrained with you've learned from them they're served you to a certain degree to where you are now but what else there is and so the walk-ins come and they right away lost memories of who they really are and they have to learn to retrain themselves to rediscover who they are in this new form but at the same time you have to see that so many souls come from different systems not only for assisting and teaching and healing and uplifting the consciousness, the counterpart of this is also to learn what a human being is about. 
where else would you go? I mean, telling you the earth is just, it has to, the earth has the capacity to accelerate your ascension and your self-mastery like no other places. It's phenomenal here. And this is why the counterbalance to that is how do you enjoy, how do you really be in sync with human experience? It's not just about, I'm a star seed, I'm a hybrid, I'm an angelic being. But what about experimenting? What does this human aspect has to teach you, bring you? Uh, we always says Gaia remembers you. Gaia's Mother Earth, Mother Terra, she honors you. You've been here before. Maybe it's maybe your second time or your 20,000 times. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that she honors you. And so uh, we, we always says you say yes to the path. You say yes also to the blessing, the opportunity, the experience that comes with it. And right now, especially, that's what we were talking about earlier with our Cosmic Spring celebration. It's retrieving that bliss into our life, uh, accessing whether you are walking, rediscovering who you are and the challenges for the beauty and the grace that you're going to be experiencing, or whether you're the original soul is balancing that. So I just want to sparkle that energy into that because that's very important at this point to also embrace the time that you're here because really the time that's given to you now it's a very short time and space in, in the quantum field it's a very short time and i hear that a lot with souls who passed on it's like oh i wish i would have really continue i wish i would you know expand myself i wish i would have allow myself to be more adventurous to 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 seize opportunity to say yes when it was a time to to allow myself to really explore i, I hear that a lot with souls that passed on depending on you know where they are on their on their level if that makes sense absolutely yeah i hear that a lot too you know i think that one of the most important things that we can learn is just exactly what you said is that to understand that this experience that we're going through doesn't matter how traumatic we've chosen it and we wanted it and the trauma that we experience as trauma or the suffering that we experience as suffering is what we've chosen to challenge ourselves and to challenge our soul for the evolution of our soul rather than seeing it as something to resist and get over and push away and I don't want that like to embrace the contrast to embrace the problems and see it as the yeah the obstacle course that we chose right it's you know higher consciousness beings absolutely know this when they come to earth but there are many star seeds that come into this density and then suffer because of it and say get me out of here <laughs> get me out of here i don't want to be here yeah. and just like you say vivian once they're out of here then they look back from a different perspective and go shoot oh right what an opportunity i missed right Exactly. Yeah. Shoot. It, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really is, Karen. I love the way you say it because, and then of course I can hear people thought, yes, it's a nice concept. <laughs> but when you're in it, it's, you know, <laughs> it's more challenging. And believe me, you know, my, my team always put their finger and it says, remember to smile, remember to make a joke because you're relating to the human aspect. So I always says, thank God for dessert and chocolate and then walk in the park and things like this, because it, you know, it makes life, you know, easier for us. And especially right now, I is it not? <laughs> thank God for chocolate. <laughs> oh. Thank God for chocolate and cats. There's a few questions here. Yeah, keep going. 
Yeah, no, I know. I have a membership in different uh, chocolate company and uh, industry, and they thank me for contributing to their cause because, geez, <laughs> I need it. I'm telling you. So. Oh, dear. There's a few questions here. And, um, and remember, if you've got a question, just uh, pop it in the chat. I won't always see you because I'm looking at Vivian. Or put the little yellow hand up. Um, what does Shirley say here? Your birth story on the ship, but appearing to be in the hospital. Oh, I guess Shirley wants to hear your birth story. Yeah. Yeah. Can we, can we hear that? And there's a few YouTubers that have got questions. Yes, of course, naturally, it's always a pleasure to share about myself. And, you know, there will be more. Uh, one thing that my group has been showing me and even to my uh, higher self, there's other aspects of myself coming through. So, so far, what I've been sharing is aspect of my journey. So my birth story, that's why I always says I was born in Canada. That's, that's the point of insertion when I was reintroduced to the earth, to Canada. Because at the time, Canada was very peaceful and quiet. So it was perfect. Um, many years ago, on my birthday, my three Arcturians from my personal group that are assigned to me by my Arcturian father. I have about, I have quite a large group of them, but there's 33, 34 of them are permanently assigned to my Earth mission. So they constantly monitor everything. So three of those groups came in their light body um, appear in my room in their light body consciousness and they talked to me and they said, I was going to get up and they said, no, 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 they pushed me back. They said, you have to put your body back to rest. We're gonna take you on the, on the journey. We have a gift for you. I said, ooh, a gift, I like that. I said, okay. So I lay down, I came out of body consciously and then in my etheric form, they brought me um, back in time to the timeline timeline means my birth they said there's something you need to understand about you and it is time for you to know so they brought me back in a timeline where my birth took place and i said okay i'm on board father's ship i recognize it very well i come here all the time they said yes but there's something else so i saw like a control panel a recording of early time with year date month hours and seconds like everything was recorded and I said well that's my birthday they said that's the point and then then they showed me that I saw my mother when she was my mother did carry me uh, in a certain way she did and then I saw my mother on board of our medical facilities um, and then I saw my trained father and I saw my dad my human dad and I said what am I looking at? And they said, this is how you came about. They said, when you were ready to come out of your mother womb, we have to make sure that your body will be viable. Because if the body will have perished, then you have left the body, then the whole mission will have been a failure. And it was too much at stake. We cannot reproduce the same thing again, not the way we did it for you. It was like a prototype. They were experimenting. So they showed me very clearly that they have to make sure that the bird was done within our field, with our technology and the Octarian way. It has to be done this way. So this is how it came about. And once they discovered that, okay, the body was viable, let's see how I react once I am reintroduced into the earth plane. 
And of course, when you work with intergalactic intelligence, whether it's the Syrians, the Lyrans, the Andromedan, the Octorian, we all have the ability to move through space and time and watch different timelines and reintroduce concepts in the timelines as it is appropriate. So the memory of being introduced in a hospital at a certain place and time in a city, a point of connectors on the planet so I can be reintroduced was part of it. And, and sure enough, they were right because part of the challenge for any hybrid being, whatever level of hybrid you are, the challenge is to make sure that the body on the immune, immune system level, the uh, digestive tract, and the intestinal tract will be allowed to be strong enough to carry the body through. And what happened is that within the first three months of my arrival on earth as a, a newborn, within three months, the body was decaying. The body was rejecting to grab the earth energy. And the body was rejecting any form of nourishment that was ingesting to the mouth, whether it's milk, cereal, and everything, you know, a baby. I my immune system and my digestive system was completely out of whack. So wow. the body was rejecting the energy and the plant on the planet. So they, we almost failed. The body almost came to a point that was non-repairable. Mm -hmm. So they had to intervene very quickly. And then from there, they brought me back on board, readjust the body. And, and then other measurement was taken. Other really other measurement was taken. Um, and then other new energy and consciousness was introduced in the body to hold it in place, brought back again. And then the body started to gain a little bit of more strength. And then I start to grow like a child, you know, like a child growing up and everything. And even to this day, I still having a lot of, um, let's say adjustment that needs to take place to, uh, um, eating handle with the food I eat or whatever I ingest. And the more I'm elevating in frequencies, my body, my conduit is really shifting, the more I'm having a hard time keeping up with, you know, being here, eating, digesting, having the necessary nutrients, uh, even to this day, and I'm a lot older than three months old now, but it's just that, yeah. you know, I'm still having challenge to this day. So imagine how far we've gone and how much work it's done constantly to maintain my physical body, you know, yeah. the thing people tell me, Vivian, you look, look, you look a lot like a human. Well, yeah, I need to be, if I were 12 feet tall, you know, very lanky and then being able to stay here maybe, you know, an hour at a time on the planet, what, what good would I be if I need to be working with all of you and make a significant difference of encourage on the physicality? I wouldn't be able to do that. So my body has been adjusted so many times around. I don't know how many versions of my body is now. They constantly shift the body and to adapt. And so I am going to be going into another upgrade very soon because I'm coming back again in the same cycle where food is no longer complying with me. I'm having a hard time digesting right. or keeping nutrients because I am shifting faster than what is provided here. So they need to fill the gap and help me with that. Wow, that's fascinating. I think that that's what we're all going through as we're ascending. As we shift yes. vibrational frequency, then what we've done in the past is no longer a match to the new frequency. And so we have to change our eating habits. We have to change oh, yes. you know, 
yeah um some of us some of us don't <laughs> some of us just like got it happening looking at you kevin uh but um yeah there's a great question from annalise here actually and which is relating to this i would like to know about the angelic human dna activation 12 strand and run wondering what we can do to assist this also ascension timelines and the importance of the year 2022 a lot of questions there annalise a few questions there but uh yeah, do you want to come on and ask that? You're muted. You want to unmute yourself? Where is she? I've lost her. Here I am. Hi. Okay. Hello, Vivian. It's um, I love this conversation. Thank you so much for being here. I just Thank you. um you hear a lot about DNA activations, um, and there's there's a lot of information around. Um, I do feel that there's a lot of um, uh, sort of um, misleading uh, stuff that's coming out as well, which I think one should be very discerning, you know, what, what to take on board. But I've been, I've been really going back into the angelic human, the human history, the, the seedings of sort of going back 550 million years ago. And, and the different seedings and how this particular time is so incredibly important and the activations of the, the angelic human DNA to assist us with ascension. And I just wanted to know if you, if you knew anything about that and have any advice on how one can speed that up or assist the, the, um, the DNA activations. Thank you for asking. This is a fantastic question. I would be curious before we spoke, before we share with you, I would be curious what this wonderful, lovely star being next to you has to say about this. What do you think about DNA? Um, the 12 strand DNA, the 12 strand DNA thing. That's right. Uh, when will we oh, when will in fact he, he was saying talk about um talk about ella and saying that we got five strand of dna and we're working on the six yeah which is so my, i have a syrian guide called ella i can see her physically and stuff and um i get a lot of information from her so okay. she says with our ascension we you know, like the 12 strand DNA. And she says that we have a couple of days ago, um, specifically our family, our, our family um, we have just finished our um, 12 DNA, uh, not 12, the 5th DNA strand, and we're working on our 6th. Cameron, my little brother, um, he got out his fifth just before us, a couple, uh, maybe a week or so before us. But then it depends on different times. And uh, we would probably, she says, we would probably just um, on, without, be busy on the sixth. So we are, um, we probably going to go on the sixth. Probably the same day, or coming three or four days, two, three days before us, or something like that. But she says, 
for us, specifically our ascension to the fifth dimension, but and around um, December 2022, January 2022, and February 2022, yeah. around that. So Amazing, amazing. I'm very grateful for what you just shared. Thank you very much. And I, oh, you're so welcome. I see you and I really feel you and welcome you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to be here with your brother. This is incredible. Thank you for being here. No, yeah, of course. What a golden opportunity to let new, new generation to speak about this, especially with the Syrians. And I do work with the Syrians, I see them. And yeah. you know what they like to do? Yes, you know what they like to do? They come to my room right here and I have my eyes closed because I work with people to help them heal themselves. And they come and they play with my hair. They like to touch me on my head like this. Yeah, that's what they say and do. Isn't that incredible? Yes. Hey, welcome. Hi. So what's your take on DNA and DNA activation? What do you think about that? Hello. Yes, you. <laughs> Would like to share? Do you know why we need DNA activation? Well, that's what I'm thinking. He wears our feet. Yeah, I love. Um, my, I'll, um, I asked Ellie, Ella, um, Ella, what our birds, my two birds, well, Cameron's bird and my bird. Um, solo and Disco, our buggies, I asked where where their soul originated from, and she said Octurious, both of them. Wow, that's incredible. Both of them? Yep, both of them. And wow. I originated from Sirius, Mom originated from Luna, um, Lyra, Nine, mm -hmm. so the, um, you know, the feline people. And um, Cameron originates from Arcturus, like you. Yes, I can see that in each and every one of you. What a beautiful intergalactic and human family combined together. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for you today, very much so. Um, and I honor what you say. And, you know, it's a pleasure to connect with you. I want to ask you because I feel like you knew, like your guide was telling you. And I feel like it's even more pure right here. to hear from you. She's always, she's been with me since, since that. Like when I was two years old, I would always talk about Emma and James. Wonderful. Thank we, you. Um, we always, when he was a little toddler and he started um, telling us stories about Ella and that she was just next to him, we thought, that she was just an imaginary friend. And we entertained the stories. We thought it was really funny. 
um, and then her son came as well, James. And so he's been he's been telling everybody, my even my parents, everybody who talks about Ella and James, and people just sort of you know they just think uh, they imaginary friends. But Liam's almost ten, and they're still around, and they're still in the house, and Ella, and they're definitely not imaginary friends. They they real beings. Like I see them physically. What did it look like to you when you see them physically? Uh, well, Ella is, um, she's got, she's um, black. So she's a black skin. And she always, she wears a pink dress. And she wears a pink hat. And on her pink hat, she wears like, there's a flower on her hat. It's like a hibiscus flower. Wow. And, Beautiful. Um, she sometimes wears a leather jacket. Like, when it's cold. Yeah, when it's cold. When it's cold, of course. Jacket. That is that's incredible. The, uh, uh, listening to this, Vivian, they are appearing, like you were saying before, they are appearing um, to sort of uh, tantalate, you know, activate to um, to the human mind, to the human story. So let me appear, yeah. Let me appear bright and with flowers and yeah, yeah, beautiful. Oh, this exactly. is just, oh listening to the kids is just making me ball, just making me cry. <laughs> I think it's um, absolutely incredible, and I I'm very I'm very happy that you were able to speak. And I can tell your brother is more turned because as a child we're a bit more shy. We don't talk too much. It's a little bit. It's a different level. But with you, you can feel like you're very much outspoken, confident. It's part of the Syrian in you. I see a Syrian and also an angelic uh, connection. <laughs> Vladdy says like this, conversation, this conversation gets more interesting with every second. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So beautiful to have the kids. Did we answer the question? Did Vivian answer the question for you, Annalise, about the 12-strand DNA, the angelic DNA? Well, I sort of, I sort of have... My, I sort of have the input from my children. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll add to it. We'll have to it. it. And I wanted to hear it directly from the new generations because not only obviously I can see the star seed, it's beautiful to watch. I mean, you have absolutely gorgeous children. Um, very blessed. And your family, many, many blessings. Oh, yeah, very much so. And it's rather rare for me to have an opportunity to speak with the next generations. And so it's very entangled with what the Syrian guide has provided in terms of evolution. So there's many beings who have angelic energies intertwined into their genetics as much as star beings. Like your son is an example of this, and the Syrian with the angelic energy, because I can feel a very strong angelic connection for him very strongly. I can see it very clearly. So the 12th strand, whether you activating the multidimensional aspect to, of it with the codons, the telomere, and all of these aspects, this is part of the next level of conscious evolution. It's not something that's going to be achieved overnight. This is why for us, it really ties up is get to know who you are. Get to really get in tune like your son is attuned. This is who I am. I speak with my Syrian. This is what they look like. This is what they do. This is what they're telling me. It's my reality. There's no doubt. There's no questioning this. 
So happen is that their DNA becomes activated faster because they have less work to do, to do. They have less to clear. They have less to deal with, to resolve. So the more you become clearer with who you are, clearing the color of the past, let go of your past, let go of the you know, emotional trauma that holds you back and those hook, the more you have less look into yourself, then activating and how to do this, it's really going to be a return of full consciousness. So you can even every day just close your eyes and go into your, your secret space and ask to your higher self that you wish to connect to your DNA, enter the realm of your DNA, understanding the quantum field of your DNA. And yes, there's a lot of bombardment of information. You are absolutely correct about this. Higher discernment is number one. Whatever you listen, whatever it's from us or other sources, doesn't matter. What matters the most is whatever you accept in your reality. It's always to support you, to inspire you, to recognize you from who you are, giving you tools and guidance to elevate you in a higher form and achieving it for you. So the way we're perceiving it right now, because also 2022 and 2023 were touched on, which we agreed with, we'll talk about it in a moment, is the more the planet evolves, the more accessible it becomes to be able to return into a more six double helix, uh, fully accurate DNA, a six, a 12 strand. But this, the 12 strand is also the multidimensionality to it, because we can see this a dimensional component to the DNA. So it's very much ties up in how you are allowing yourself to evolve. Like for you and Elise, okay, I'm a Lyran, I have the mother of star children. Then that reality of DNA activation becomes a little bit more accessible. That someone who may says, well, I still like to eat my steak and I'm still not sure that I believe in all of this. And you go like, that's fine. But at the same time, you're slowing down your own process. That's all, right? If that makes sense. Exactly. So that's very complimentary in terms of what your son shared with us and what the Syrian guy shared with us. 2022, we are moving into a second major wave of awakening coming through. I spoke about it this morning when we did the cosmic uh, spring equinox celebration. What I've been shown is there's a second major wave of awakening coming through. That means there's going to be another large portion of the population will giving an opportunity to wake up, to step into the light, start to question, ask different questions, being able to recognize who they are. And probably many of you, since you were a child, right, starting to come back to that reality of who you are. That second wave is coming in. Right now, there's a lot coming in March. It's very condensed. We know that. You're still going to contract energies. That's because there's such a lot of purification, a lot of purging coming in. The old structures are being dismantled, exposed, open up. And so we understand that. What to do with all these changes? Anchor yourself in your light. Come back to the certainty of your light. Breathe. I am who I am. Now you I am presence. April is a pivotal month. May, we're moving into another conjunction of light. May on, May, June and on, it's going to be huge. And by the time we reach fall, for our hemisphere, and then for you uh, in, in Australia will be the other aspect of the season. By the time we reach October, let's just say, 
October, at the end of 2022, closer to December point, like we just talked about, and moving into 2023. 2023, it's a year of deep acceleration and manifestation. It's like it's coming through. I mean, very, very clearly. So that second wave of consciousness <laughs> is coming in now. Bless you. It really is coming in into our, it's coming. It's imminent. April, May, we're in that wave coming in. And there's going to be a third wave that's more a bit further down. Maybe the, maybe the end of the year, moving into 2023. This is just vibrationally an aspect of what this year is about. Uh, 2022, everything that you heal, cleanse, open, manifest, co-create, it's going to really take place as a new structure for 2023. And if you listen to different sources, whether it's intergalactic beings, angelic beings, star children, channels, teachers, you can feel and hear a commonality, right? Have you felt that? Yes, absolutely, Vivian. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Ah, oh, that was beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, there's someone on YouTube here. Melody had a question. Where are you, Melody? Uh, are many lower frequency beings leaving Mother Earth? She says. Mm. Yes. That's, an, that's another aspect of a natural evolution process. There will be a group soul on the planet who either already have left or will be in the process of leaving. Rest assured that whoever leaves and pass on into the realm of light, it has been part of the plan. One thing that's clear and that we have seen for quite a, a while now is that about one third of the population as a soul group have decided to evolve on the other aspect. They will be given another opportunity to evolve and giving also aspect of whether it's reincarnation, whether it's different opportunity to continue their soul evolution, what is appropriate for them at that point. Some souls may take another thousand years to reach a level of enlightenment and ascension, and that's okay because that's appropriate for that soul or that group of souls. Some of them have been each just another one other cycle of incarnation in the third dimensional frequency energy, the third density to help just to tie up some unresolved soul patterns and then they move on to. So it's, we always says we never really true, nobody really understand truly what is a soul has come to do what is the soul mission what is the soul has need to learn so when we look at those who will transform i have members of my own family who have transformed recently over the last year and a half ago you know less than two years very distinctly and we understood them they told me well we simply we we could no longer be in a physical incarnation we need to move on so we can accomplish more or we can learn certain things so, so when you say transform you mean transition like what we understand as death yes as you are as yeah. you understand it from that is the living of the soul the from physical. the body mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they yeah. said we could no longer do what we needed to do in this physical body can you just explain no. that a, a bit yes of course I, I know for us it's very clear i mean i'm just I'm so much in constant communication with the intergalactic intelligence that 
for me, this is crystal clear, but I'm glad that you're asking that, Karen. Uh, <laughs> so what we mean by that is that, um, for example, I have two very close, very dear family members who left, died physically, if you want to call it this way, okay? Uh, within each other, within eight months of each other. And we have others on my husband's side within a weekend, within 24 hours of each other, okay? So when we connect to this soul, because I can talk to the souls who passed on, um, depending on who they are, like my family members, what they both show me is that they will not be able to sustain the changes on the planet. It was too much for them. There's too much what was going on. They were never meant to be within the ascension process. They gone as far as they could. And it was always part of their soul journey to leave at a certain point. They knew at the soul level that once they were reached a certain conjunction of consciousness and light on the planet, that was their time to move on. Wow. Leave the physical body behind. Yes. And yeah, interesting. And it's very interesting. It really is. Yeah. And I have learned that looking at how souls evolve. I have other family members who passed when I was a <laughs> child, and I asked them, What did you leave? So, so why now? I demand answers, right? I did. I demanded answers. And they, they showed me, they said, sure, we'll show you. We'll teach you. Yeah. We'll show you what a soul does. And it's it's incredible the opportunity that a soul can be given. You know, we, we come here, we incarnate in the body, we have a family structure, we get attachments. Mm. Now we we get, we form bonds, we careers, and then we do things. And then, then we get very attached to our this experience, this life experience. Yeah. What a time to leave. You go, oh my God, there's a feel of loss. There's a sense of disconnect. Yes, to a certain degree, there is. At the same time, is looking at what is the soul is doing. And the same thing with your animals, cats, dogs, birds. They also move on. Yeah. I mean, I, right? But we all know, experience that. that. But they have their their physical form has you know shorter lifespans than the human form, and so they might move on. This little one, this little soul, has been in a black body, in a black cat body, three oh. times. <laughs> he's been oh, with she's... me three times. He was a girl the first two times, and he's a boy this time. Woo! Oh, oh, baby boy! <laughs> Love but um, Lisha, I, I, I'm thinking you have you got any questions, honey? One. You were un unmuted before. You were like, po sorry, I, I didn't realize I was not on mute before. <laughs> Where are you? I'm trying to find you. Do you want to come on camera? There you are. Oh, yes. Can you see me? Yeah. Okay. I don't have any questions right now, but I'm just soaking in everything that you're saying is just amazing. I'm just thoroughly absorbing everything. It's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you, know you are most welcome. I was saying to Lisha, she's had, you know, got a whole mouthful of braces at the moment. Yeah, which might be hard to talk. <laughs> but I was, I was saying to her that when, last time we spoke on the show, Vivian, you were saying that because, and Kevin's got a, a question about the hybrid, he wants to, you to explain the hybrid, um, that you had jaw problems, you know, because of your hybrid nature. Do you want to explain that to us? Of course. Thank you so much, Lisha, again, so much. Very, I'm very grateful for you. Thank you. Kevin, a great question, great question. And I can see you asking about my soul hybrid. So here's the good news. The part of me that is hybrid is not my soul, is who have embodied in this lifetime. And I'll explain what it is to be a hybrid. What does it mean? Is there's different level 
there's a lot of different level of hybrids, including human beings to their DNA and their gene pool and all of this. But I will explain to you, I will share with you from my perspective and my life experience. So originally as an Octurian being and I'm also a high priestess within the councils of 12 back on Octurus, Octurus for us, it's a realm where we come from. There's different planet within Octurus. So we call this the realm of unification. This is our realm, Octurus. Why the realm of unification? That's because millions of years ago, we have reached that level of unification amongst all the planets within our realm. And there's a consensus in terms of how we have evolved, even with our council of elders and different councils that we are part of. This is just in a nutshell. So when I chose with the Council of Elders to create a body prototype that will hold such a high level of frequency and genetic material from a civilization that have already reached the level of enlightenment, uh, I understood that in order for me to really understand and connect to the earth plane, that I would require also DNA, human DNA, to be able to bring the vessel in a certain way. So my soul and a soul aspect of myself, and just a soul, a soul aspect, like a splinter of my soul, agreed to come and come into this embodiment, this physical body that I can navigate and be here and talking with you and doing the work that I do. Um, and I want to talk also uh, in a moment where we're going next because we're going to be going to South Africa very, very soon for uh, a lot of healing work we're going to be doing there. So in order for me to do all of this, I need to have a vessel, a conduit, a physical conduit that will be just enough adap adapted to the earth energy so I can function here and yet remain in complete conscious etherically in, and on the multidimensional level in connections with my intergalactic group. They constantly feed frequencies through my body and I anchor those frequencies onto the planet and everybody we work with. So at a soul level, I am still my original self, so to speak, but I just agreed to be born or incarnated into this physical body. And this body, is a highly hybrid because my body is a prototype that was engineered and created by the Octurian and with the Council of Elders to answer the call of what we're gonna be doing. And what I've been sharing so far publicly, work-wise, what I've been doing over the many few years is just an aspect. There's gonna be more that's gonna come later on, but it has to be also as the more we reveal ourselves it has to be in a certain junction where people in the consciousness are ready to receive it. So there will be more for later on. But for today, it's explaining that my soul essence, it's very much originally coming from Arcturus in this hybrid body, which is a genetic blend of different level of gene pool from the Arcturus and some of the groups. I know I have some Andromedan in me as well with human aspect so I can be here in physical incarnation. The way that I was brought about, because the Octurian are such one of the highest level of intergalactic beings, 
we cannot function on this earth. We couldn't be here physically. That's impossible. It's too dense. It's too compressed. The vibration are too um, polarized for us. So we have to come up with a solution. So I just push it, the envelope to the next level and says, let's crank it up, so to speak. Let's make sure the body is essentially in the galactic with just enough human aspect so I can function here and yet to be a very powerful vessel. Now, there are different levels of hybrids. There will be those like, will be a union of a mother and a father human where the mother is pregnant, the intergalactic group comes and interact and bring more DNA strand or bring different level of genetic material that the body itself will be considered an aspect of a hybrid, even though their original spark is human. If that makes sense that way. And you hear that a lot more right now, the word hybrid becomes more popular because it's become more accepted. So people will come out and say, well, I'm also a hybrid. And we say, great, let's look at what level are you. Does, let's, being a hybrid is, has hundred shades of grays to it. It's very complex. Human beings, you would say, well, yeah, that's nothing special. Human beings are hybrids. They are, but at the same time, the original soul spark comes from this earth. And then the original vessel comes from this earth. It's just, it has been received a lot of gene pool from many, many, many other intergalactic group that make the body or the human beings a royalties and intergalactic royalties because you carry so many frequencies from other groups. At the same time, you still adapted to this earth on the original part. I know this is a bit more complex than we speak in a way that sometimes I feel like um, a bit like a riddle. But the thing is, listen with your higher consciousness, listen with your soul. You understand it. It's part of your being. You know it. So that's what we're going to say right now about this. Yeah, I'm getting much more, as you're speaking, I'm getting much more clarity on the whole thing. Uh, yeah, like every human body species is a hybrid. But, you know, as you said before, you had a mission to hold a certain amount of light. And so there was, a, you know, an adjustment of the DNA and, the, and you know, holding uh, a physical form that is able to receive and hold a specific amount of frequency and that adjustment you know, I'm thinking of that movie, The Adjustment Bureau, that adjustment was difficult. <laughs> um, I, I'm also thinking as you're speaking, you know, the highest consciousness beings and what we what they understand as their physical form, even though it's a different frequency and we would see it as a spirit form uh, from our perspective, they don't talk with their mouth. They don't eat with their mouth. So the mouth has become sort of just, you know, like humans do all this stuff with our mouths. We speak, we eat, <laughs> you know, there's a lot going on with the mouth, but with, I know. with their form, there's not. And so there was that adjustment into that, that form and the human form, like adjusting, blending those energies. So that's why the jaw and the mouth sort of a bit of adjustment, like, like Lisha's going through some physical adjustments right now, right, with her mouth and jaw, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good point. I remember as a child, and it took me many, many years, even all the way to my early 20s, whereas the movement on my jaw to express concept, communicate, uh, coordinate the energy coming through and being able to verbalize it was very awkward for me. Wow. I remember I 
if I were to call someone on the phone, leaving a voicemail was an Olympic game for me. It was like <laughs> such how to articulate and the coordination with the mouth moving with the tongue, the oxygen coming in, the movement of the jaw. And, and I would just go, click. Of course, nobody understood what I said. So I was having a hard time coordinating that aspect. So what the doctrine did, they said, it's okay. We'll, we'll get you into training. Training, I said, okay. So my very first job out of college, okay? I just freshly graduated from college. My first job was written the educational field. I was working for the headquarters of the biggest school board in Montreal. They oversees, I don't know how many schools and educational center. And so I was hired to be working at the presidential level, working with what's called the school councils, which there's 33 members under three political banners. And all you have to do is communicate all the time, talking to the journalists, talking with the councils, coordinating the meetings, leaving a ton of voicemails. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. You're gonna kill me here. How am I going to do this? I just graduated from college. I have no life experience, even less on earth. I haven't been here too many times. And you're sending me working for 33 council members and talking to journalists who they record everything I said so they can put in the newspaper the next day. And there's three political, political parties on top of that. I studied for five years. And let me tell you, I know how many times I came back home and I had to massage my jaw and breathe and visualize. I'm able to articulate where the message come. I, I mean, I did so much work on that, but I know what they were doing. They were helping me to open up different level of my channels so I can later on do my work. Yeah, and I'm thinking also you were born in, uh, you know, French, Canadian. So you came in with the French. I find trying to speak French, one of the hardest things. So I think that even that was more of a challenge for you because there's certain ways you move your mouth and you, you, your jaw and everything to pronounce some French words. I find it exhausting, actually. So, <laughs> so it's, it was almost like that was even like they raised the, 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 you know, the obstacle course. They made it harder for you by making you come in, in, into this French-speaking family, right? Exactly. So what is it relating to? We talk about adapting to human life. That was an aspect for me to adapt to the way of communicating on this planet, understanding how to communicate ideas, concepts, energies, emotions, and being able to develop the art and the ability to speak so that eventually part of my soul purpose and soul journey, I can become a very potent, very effective intergalactic channel. So that aspect early on at the age, it might seem like very um, simple as an example, talking about my first job and how the challenge I went through, but it really illustrates also the level of adaptability that I was willing to go through in order to really, I could have just said, you know what, now that I'm the one in physical embodiment, I'm the one here, boots on the ground, I will choose an easy life for myself. I will choose just to get a career, get married, be happy, do my life and go on. 
of course, that was never an option for me. But I was just saying, I could have done that. That would be, you know, a human thought that came to me, an aspect of going, you know what, I have a choice. I have a choice. I have an option I can do. But when you listen to your heart and your soul tells you, you know, remember. So what they do is that, okay, come back on the ship. And then I come back on the ship and they help me, you know, the training and they talk and help my body. And they said, we have a room assigned just for you. I said, oh, great. So I go into this room, very spacious, have this beautiful window. And what did they see? They show me the earth, this beautiful blue pearl, emanating her heart energy. And then Mother Gaia started to talk to me. And I went, oh, this is what I'm here for. I can feel you. I can feel life on this planet. God, bring me back. I'm ready now. Let's go. Let's do this speech therapy. Let's do this. I can do it. And then it really opens up, it opened up my heart center that every time if I have feeling one day that I'm feeling more tired, more vulnerable about what's changing, all I have to do is close my eyes and I can still see Mother Gaia in all her blue emanation and speaking to her heart. And that's it. I come back in and I'm ready to go. I says, okay, what is the next level? And it really is what brought me and really get me going so much because I can feel the consciousness of the complexity of life and what we are accomplishing, what is, what this is moving to, where this is going, the design behind it. It's so grander, much more magnificent than what has been showing to us and what we've been moving through all the COVID and the pandemic and the lockdown and all of this. I'm telling you, this is just, it's scratching this, just the surface of what really, what's really happening and what we are co-creating. It's just amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're getting lots of love from the YouTube tribe. Paul says here, wow, Vivian has come so far. She's amazing. Amazingly (laughs) articulate, amazingly articulate. Yeah. You know, not only, you know, working the jaw, but moving from French to English. Yeah. You are amazing. It's been, you know what I'd love to do if nobody else has any quizzes, questions for uh, Vivian, I'd love to do, just what you were talking about, some sort of activation meditation to um, tap into that, like who we are in service to Gaia, you know, like uh, that visualization of looking through the ship and looking at Gaia and just reveling in her beauty and her essence and her consciousness and how you felt. So, because so many star seeds or new world teachers or difference makers you know, say that they came because they had a conversation with Gaia and they came specifically for her. Like there is this relationship between her, the consciousness of Gaia, of Mother Earth, and the consciousness of the being who's incarnated into the physical form. Yes, please, Fiona yes. says. Beautiful. Yes. Be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. So could we, could you do facilitate something just five minute, you know, activation people can tap into their own mission who there are why why they're here and what they've come to bring mother Gaia that relationship that we have with her absolutely that's just a very important it's also reconnecting your physical body as your body matrix as a 
your body is a human energy system that you are evolving through as well. So the more you are nurturing your roots and connecting to the core of the planet, it helps everyone to remember why you're here. And it doesn't matter which generational line you came through. It doesn't matter what background you are. Are you an intergalactic being or a human being or an angelic or an elemental? It's right here, right now, we are sharing the guardianship steward of a celestial being that we know as Gaia and we call her Terra, but it's the same, it's Gaia. And how can we help human um, perspective and relationship to Gaia is to really opening your heart center. It's really also the bridging between your thymus chakra, your higher heart, allowing with the roots of the grits of your feet and feel that I may not be part, I may not be originally part of this planet, however, I honor this planet, I honor this world, and I honor the reverence of all sentient life evolving here. This is part of the core teaching that the Octurians are bringing in. It's the reverence, the return of the reverence for life. It means the reverence for your own life. You need to honor yourself, honor your body, and it doesn't matter what numbers was put on your body. It doesn't matter whether you're 10 years old or 99. It makes no difference. It's the return of that sacredness. So let's do this together with honor and pleasure, of course. We're very, it's always a privilege for us to be of service and being able to harmonize ourselves and just to feel that, okay, the earth may not be my original home, but at the same time, when I am here, I am at home. So think of it as your, you know, your second home away from home. And we honor this together. All right. Are we ready? Yes, I'm getting yes. Perfect. Alrighty. So make yourself very comfortable. Thank you for closing your eyes. Let's just take a few deep breaths. We invite you to put one hand as much as you can on top of your heart and the other hand on top of your solar plexus. It also activates a sacred gateway of nourishment within you. So one hand on your heart, one hand on your solar plexus. Let us breathe consciously deeper and slower, welcoming the sacred life force energy within you, embracing your body template Embracing the life force energy, your inner chi. Feel your presence, allow yourself to step into a higher vibrational state of presence. I am here, I choose to be here more than ever. And I, I am here on this earth, Gaia, by soul design. And now on the next breath, let's bring your awareness down to your feet, activating the sacred grids of the sole of your feet. 
The sole of your feet with the grids allows you to open up all the acupuncture and the mirage points of your body matrix. Into the grids of your feet, see, feel, or simply imagine sacred roots coming from those grids. Allow those roots to go deep into the core of Gaia. It connects her core to your core of light within your solar plexus. Imagine those powerful etheric roots of light connecting you with the sacredness of Gaia as a celestial conscious being, a very beautiful planet. To the etheric roots that connects you to the core of the planet, we invite you to feel her heart, attuning your own heart chakra to the heart of Gaia. Allow Gaia to nurture you, nurture your body template, nurture your soul and your heart. Remember within you, even at a cellular level, what you've come to do. Remember that you answered the call when she called you back home here on this earth. Feel this inner bliss overtaking your soul and your, your heart. Gaia honors you and your uniqueness. You carry unique, a very unique vibrational signature. There is no other like you. Your frequencies are welcome to nurture the earth, elevating her consciousness, clearing the grids, also elevating the global consciousness that you are a part of. Allow the earth, sacred Gaia, to show you visions to your third eye and to your heart. Visions of you as a soul prior to your incarnation helping you to remember what you truly came to do. Whether you're here to anchor light, contribute to consciousness. Into the energetic field, the Taurus field of your heart, see and feel that you feel is expanding into a beautiful crystalline pink light with a beautiful golden center. Let us join together through the unity of our hearts, the unity of our Taurus field of this beautiful crystalline pink golden light. And let's spread this light 
throughout the entire planetary grid. Let's spread the light deep into the core of the earth, into the global consciousness, in reverence for all life, also restoring the balance between the sacred divine masculine and the sacred divine feminine aspect of every soul on the planet. You have the power to choose differently every day. You have the power to live in harmony with your ecosystem from wherever, wherever you are on the planet. You have the power and the ability to connect to the earth consciousness every day. Return to your divinity. Remember your own natural abilities, gifts. And to your I am presence, affirm, I am in oneness with Gaia. And Gaia is in oneness with me. And now you can release your hands, put your hands right on your lap, palms up. Let the energy expand into your field. We invite you to bring also your consciousness back into your body in full awareness, fully aligned, at peace, grounded and yet connected to all there is. You are truly part of a really conscious, vast network of life that goes beyond your earth plane. It starts here with your connection to Gaia, honoring your higher self, honoring also all of the elements and to feel that you are part of all life evolving here. And let's take a deep breath through your heart, breathe in and release. It is done and so it is. You're now welcome to gently open your eyes and return consciously into your physical space. Welcome back. Ah, oh, thank you, darling one. That was absolutely beautiful. There's a comment here from Judy, which I'd love to address as well as asking you, because uh, I think this, this is an interesting comment. Gaia is screaming in pain and her human kind is ignoring her. How can human attitude change? I'd love to address that too. What do you want to say to that, Vivian? Well, thank you for asking, Karen. We, I got a glimpse of that question, which was interweave into today. 
And so to really to summarize what just happened, then you're going to feel it, you're going to continue to integrate. It's allowing yourself to harmonize yourself for this earth. And I know that for the star seeds, even the angelic being, it can be challenging to feel that you are at home on the place, in a place that feels so foreign, full of different concepts of duality and polarity and all of these energy and false mental matrix reality. This is beyond the earth. It has nothing to do with the jewel of who she is. Gaia is a very conscious being and she's holding herself back to hold the third dimensional bridge open so we can ascend alongside right. with her. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So this is beyond what has been inflicted upon her. So what I would recommend is just renew, reconnect your partnership to the planet. Remember that you've been here before. Many of us have been. Others have been here very few times. I myself have been here just a few times, just enough to understand how things work here. And other soul have been here thousands and thousands of times. Regardless, remember who Gaia is to you and who you are to Gaia. That's your foundation. And you're here to honor how life is evolving. So as we were doing this activation, my Bengal tigress was very active, moving all around because she understood what we were doing. So the lion came and they brought the energy and I can feel it was a very conscious activation going on. So when you see others walking through life with binder, blinders on and they're very sleeping, they're very um, retracted into primal energies, that sometimes a keywords, you know, a keywords or a spark of light or just allowing yourself to be faithful to who you are. I make fun of a lot because I recycle all the time. Oh, you're obsessed with recycle. I said, thank you. I wish you can be too. Yeah, me too. There we go. That's an example of this. I am mindful the way I use water. Buff. <laughs> you're too concerned with water. I am conscious of water. That's different. Yeah. Mindful. You know? Yeah, mindful and yes. different. Being mindful and being... Um, in pain because somebody else is in pain it's two completely different energies I, I want to address this with a story because as I saw that I felt the consciousness of Gaia and just what you were saying Vivian like she's such a highly evolved consciousness right that highly evolved consciousness understand that they have a body but they're not the body and so therefore what happens to the body doesn't necessarily mean that I suffer because of it so my ex-husband, my second ex-husband, was involved in the Hare Krishna religion, right? And the guru who brought the Hare Krishna religion from India to the West, his name was Prabhupada. And he was a highly conscious being who brought this spiritual technology into the Western mind, that sort of Eastern philosophy. And he, but they had this hierarchical system that really doesn't work. But anyway... And so he wasn't evolving his disciples and they got very jealous. And what ended up happening is that they poisoned him because they wanted to get him out of the way so that they could sort of, you know, be the boss, so to speak. They could rise to the top of this hierarchical system. But what Prabhupada did is being a highly evolved being, he knew 
that he was being poisoned by his disciples. And he allowed that to happen. He didn't stop that because of that unconditional love. He understood, as Gaia does, that I have a body, I'm not the body. And she has the same understanding that, you know, she can allow humans to poison her in some ways. And she also, um, you know, realizes that that can shift as we shift our consciousness. But it is our consciousness that needs to shift. And when our consciousness shifts, then we stop poisoning the body, our bodies, her body. We stop poisoning her. But this unconditional love is so strong that she allows that to happen, um, even though uh, it's not, you know, what she wants to happen. It's a bit like Jesus the same way. He understood that he was had a body, he wasn't the body, and he allowed them to crucify his body in order to teach humanity about unconditional love and who we are as consciousness beyond the body. Yeah, so as much as I don't think she's screaming in pain, she's just allowing humans to sort of poison her in many ways but she's hoping for their ascension, right? And when we start to ascend in our consciousness, we stop poisoning our body, her body, our body. We stop poisoning ourselves. We treat, we treat the body better, right? We need to because your physical body as, as an energy system, we can see that all holographically, the body, the human body is shifting. And so is the earth body as well. And you can tell by the grids and even the electromagnetic grids, the crystalline energy coming through. We're moving into new structures of light. And I see that a lot with light workers who have been on their path for a long time, that physically the body is shifting. So we're shifting our perspective, the human perspective of, I am here, I have a body, I have a consciousness. And it's no longer a separate aspect of self where you become the full embodiment of who you are. And from there, there's, it's tremendous what you can reach. And it's, it's going to take time. At the same time, the good news we can see is that it's happening faster. Yeah. It really is happening faster. So keep joy and trust in your heart. Nothing is in vain. Everything contributes to the elevations. And we're moving really fast. And we're getting a lot of assistance, guidance, whether it's to the masters, the realms of light, the uh, enlightened intergalactic groups, we are really, really getting a lot of assistance because we are starting to more and more walking side by side with the intergalactic community as equal. And that's a big, big shift we see and a big quantum shift we see. Yes, sorry, my, my friend father is here and he was talking to me. Yes, it's a big quantum shift that we perceive a human being is trying to you're perceiving yourself for your true value your true worth we are equals we're working with you in partnership what you can do because you're physically on the planet there's a lot of things we cannot do so it's a very much a partnership together collaboration and recognizing your worth your value who you are your power that you are within you your capacity your capacity for love, compassion, empathic responses, your capacity to assist life is as no equal. So we are returning to walk together as equal. This is very, very important to remember. Yeah. 
let me unmute. <laughs> I'm multitasking here, doing a million things, trying to find myself. Where am I? Here I am. <laughs> Put myself back on spotlight. Dying, what a beautiful way to finish finish this conversation. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for being on the planet. Thank you for bringing your wisdom and your light to the planet and um, just tell people about how they can get in contact with you. You've got your YouTube channel. Do you want to tell people how to find that and your website? Yes, of course. So I am posting in the chat room right now uh, my YouTube channel, Vivian, my full name, the French way, and Vivian Chauvet, Galactic Healer. Um, I will invite you to tune into our podcast. The next one is next Sunday, the 23rd and the 20th, I mean, <laughs> timeline. When I work in different, different dimension time, I have to remind myself what day we are here on the calendar. So next Sunday, the 20th, March 20th, uh, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time in Arizona, we're hosting what's called the Sacred Council of the Divine Feminine. We're doing a special on the Divine Feminine. We also have every month our Hocturian Holographic Group Healing that we host. It's a very powerful way to work with us. It's full two hours of healing and transformation. All the details are definitely listed on our website. We do have a calendar of events, which I'm also posting here. Um, Infinite Healing from the stars.com. Um, you can really reach out to us. We have a contact form. We upcoming conference. We're going to be in South Africa coming up at the end of the month, doing a, a lot of work uh, over there to a conference. So, Karen, it's been two hours. It feels like we blinked. I know. We connected. We left, but, and here we are. I know it's it's gone so quickly. That remind that I had a question for you about South Africa. We might need to explore that another time. But I had um, some South Africans. He channels the uh, uh, the um, archangels. And the mother helps facilitate. I've gone blank on their name. But something that the angel said through him was that the, the continent of Africa would not be ascending with the rest of the world. And I thought, oh, that was really interesting. I don't know if you've got any information on that. Maybe it's a conversation for another time. But uh, Thank you, Karen. Thank you for saying that because uh, all, uh, all eyes are becoming on Africa right now. This is exactly why hard to you as well. This is exactly why we're going there. They're sending me boots on the ground. Right. Um, there's something we need. What they keep showing me, and my husband was also connecting to the angelic realm, have, getting information about Africa that we need to go there to close, to close down a very uh, ancient loop and allowing uh, an awakening process to take place. They're going there to implement, implement new algorithm of light to accelerate uh, the uh, ascension process Africa needs to be included because it began there and we're, we're going to need to go back and at that level and, and much more. I mean, we're going to be doing work from Africa to Qatar to India. I mean, we're doing a lot of activation on the planet. When we come back from the trip, we'll be back in the United States mid-April. I'm just throwing the idea. April Karen. this year, next year. April yeah, this, year. this year. I'm going. I'm okay. going this month. I'm leaving okay. mm -hmm. in about ten days, and mm -hmm. we're going to be coming back mid-April next month, mid-April. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So I'm throwing an idea out there. You you tell me in your community. When we come back from South Africa, uh, we're going to be receiving a lot of new downloads, work, everything. 
why don't we reconvene and talk about it? See exactly, I'm gonna be there with the Octurian doing a lot of activations and see what transpired from this. Yeah. It's an idea. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about it. I know Annalise is originally from South Africa, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I recognized your accent, even though she's in Queensland, Australia at the moment. Darling oh, beautiful. One, thank you so much. Mwah, love you big time. You're amazing. Love you, love you. Let, I'm going to put you love. all on gallery you view. Too. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Okay, I've stopped the live stream now. Oh, that was just so beautiful. You're amazing. You're just amazing. You blew me away. Did she blow everybody away? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So much. Yeah. I could have talked Thank to you, you so much. Could have talked to you for another two hours. It did go like that, didn't it? It, like, it just went it really so went. quickly. Yeah. It went. It really went. We went into we went into a time warp. Literally, it was really much a time warp. And the energy, I love the way it all began very organic. It was a very organic beginning. And, um, you know, I just, I'm very honored to be here. Thank you for, Karen, thank you for reaching out to me again and and staying connected. It's such a joy. Love you so much, Karen. Aww. And introduced your tribe. I mean, beautiful people. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I know. It's amazing. Been, amazing bunch of people. We had quite a few people um watching on youtube too lots of love coming your way from the youtubers um but uh yeah thank you everyone saying thank you thank you thank you oh i'll let you go you've had a big day you've been online pretty much all day haven't you your saturday it's your saturday night now so or afternoon let you go and enjoy the rest of your saturday well <laughs> at the same time just well not really my work is not done we're currently hosting a spiritual group my husband is taking over so they're waiting for me i'm going to be doing more work with them so oh okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no rest for the for the saintly i should say all right <laughs> you knew what i was going to say right jelly big love big love much love thank, thank, you. thank you everybody bye thank you bye bye thank you thank bye. you bye oh that was amazing